Chapter 13 Becca's throat tightened. She suddenly felt cold all over, chilled. Trish, what did you say? she asked in a quivering voice. Well, when you weren't in homeroom this morning, I asked Honey where you were, and she said she had really bad news. She said you'd had a breakdown. Huh? She did? Yeah, she said it was because of Lila's accident. Becca tried to talk, but the words wouldn't come out. She suddenly realized she was gripping the phone receiver so tightly her hand was aching. Honey said you totally freaked out, Trish continued. She was telling everyone. I was sure you were in a hospital or something. I was so worried, Becca. I don't believe it, Becca managed to cry in a high-pitched voice. I don't believe it. So, you didn't have a breakdown? Trish asked timidly. Trish, I have a virus, Becca told her. A stupid virus, that's all. Whew. Trish exhaled noisily. Why would Honey do that? Becca cried. Why? Beats me, Trish replied. She must have gotten mixed up, I guess. I'm just so glad. I mean, I'm not glad you have a virus. I'm just glad you're not... Is she crazy? Becca interrupted. Is she some kind of compulsive liar or something? I don't know, Trish said. I don't know what to say. Honey is strange, that's for sure. Listen, Becca, I have good news about my party. Party? Becca's head was spinning. Her thoughts were all jumbled, falling one on top of the other the way her fever dreams had. You know, my Christmas party. Oh, right. I'm sure you'll be feeling okay by then, Trish continued. The good news is my parents agreed to go out. So we won't have anyone in our faces watching our every move. That's great, Becca replied weakly, trying to concentrate. That means my parents won't know that Bill is at the party, Trish continued. They won't be able to tell your parents, so you're safe. No problem. Great, Becca muttered. Gee, you sound terrible, Trish said sympathetically. Can I bring you anything? Chicken soup? A hot fudge sundae? Becca groaned in reply. I talked to Lila last night, Trish said. She sounded pretty good, considering what she's been through. Yeah, I visited her yesterday, Becca said. She's doing really well. She's desperate to get out of the hospital now. Poor thing, Trish replied, tisk-tisking. It's going to be a really long time. Months, maybe. Then, lots of therapy for her legs. But at least she'll be okay someday. I feel so bad that she's going to miss my party, but you'll be there, right? I'll be there, Becca groaned, even if I'm dying. She kicked off the sheet and blanket. She felt hot and sweaty again. Her mouth felt as dry as cotton. So you haven't seen Honey today? Trish asked. How could I? Becca snapped. I've been lying in this bed all day, moaning and groaning. Wait till you see her. Huh? What about her? Becca demanded. I don't want to spoil the surprise, Trish said mysteriously. Surprise? Trish? I've got to run, Trish said. Call me if there's anything I can do. Glad you're okay. I mean, you know. She hung up. Becca stared at the receiver for a long time, then finally dropped it back. She sat up, feeling dizzy. She took a long sip of the apple juice she had carried up earlier. It was warm and tasted sour to her. She took the thermometer and put it in her mouth. I know I have a fever, she thought. Tomorrow is the last day of school before the vacation, but I won't be able to go. Her temperature was still a little over 101. She replaced the thermometer and fluffed her pillow. She was just lying back on the pillow when she heard footsteps on the stairs. Hi, Becca, it's me, Honey called up cheerfully. The front door is unlocked, so I let myself in. How are you feeling? I've been worried about you all day. Becca jerked upright, her entire body tensed. I'm going to ask her right out if she's been spreading horrible lies about me, Becca decided. Honey floated into the room. Hi, you feeling better? Becca's mouth dropped open in shock. She stared wide-eyed at Honey. Like it? Honey asked, striking a pose. Becca couldn't speak. 
Honey twirled around in a circle. Her long mane of thick auburn hair was gone. She has my short haircut, Becca realized. She's cut her hair to look exactly like mine. Chapter 14 After Honey finally went home, Becca drifted in and out of sleep. She managed to down two pieces of buttered toast with a cup of tea for dinner. Then she fell back into a troubled sleep while staring at her television. The jangling of the phone stirred her from her unpleasant dreams. Groggily, she reached for it, struggling to focus on the bed table clock, 10.33. Hello? Her voice came out, still choked with sleep. Her head ached. Everything ached. Becca, it's me again. Honey. Who else? Honey, I was asleep. Groaning, Becca raised herself on the pillow. Oh, sorry? I just had to call one more time, Becca. Honey had already called twice since that afternoon. I'm feeling a little better, I think, Becca whispered, but I don't know if I'll go to school tomorrow or not. I didn't call about that, Honey replied, her voice quivering. I just can't stop thinking about... I just can't stand it that you think I said those horrible things about you in school today. Honey, we've been over this already, Becca said, sighing wearily. Her mouth felt dry. Balancing the phone on her shoulder, she reached for the water glass on the bedside table. I know we have. I'm sorry, Honey replied. But I have to know that you believe me, Becca. You have to believe me. I never told anyone you had a breakdown. That's just too stupid. Why would I do a thing like that? Honey, really, Becca tried to cut in, but Honey insisted on continuing. I never said those things, Honey said emotionally. Really? Trish lied. I never told her or anyone else that you had a breakdown. Trish is a liar, Becca. You've got to believe me. Becca's head felt as heavy as a bowling ball. She dropped back into the pillow and shut her eyes. Honey, I'm really sick. I have to sleep. Please. Just say you believe me, Honey insisted. Becca took a deep breath. Okay, I believe you. Anything to get her off the phone. Oh, thanks, Honey cried gratefully. Thanks, Becca. I knew you wouldn't believe such a dumb story. It's just that we had such a bad visit this afternoon. I mean, I could tell you didn't like my haircut, and... I didn't say I didn't like it, Becca groaned. I... It was just a shock, that's all. I didn't expect... You mean you really do like it? Honey asked. Yes, you look great, Becca told her. But do you like it? Honey pleaded. Yes, it's wonderful, Becca lied. Listen, honey, I feel really lousy. I've got to get back to sleep, okay? Okay. I feel much better about everything. I won't call again, Becca, but I'm here if you need me, all right? I'll call tomorrow morning. I hope you'll be well enough to go to school. It's the last day, you know. I know, Becca said. Good night. She replaced the receiver without waiting for a reply. Honey is driving me crazy, Becca thought. Crazy. She pulled the pillow over her and pressed it down over her chest. What am I going to do about her? She gripped the pillow tightly, holding on as if her life depended on it. What am I going to do? Honey had upset her so much, it took Becca nearly two hours to fall back to sleep. Becca undid the combination lock and pulled open her locker door. She reached up to get a loose-leaf binder from the shelf. Ow! Her head throbbed when she looked up. She still felt weak. She probably should have stayed in bed one more day. But she didn't want to miss the last day of school before Christmas break. Oh, Becca, you're here! Hearing a cry of surprise behind her, Becca turned around. Oh, hi, Carrie, she said, balancing her backpack on one raised knee and struggling to stuff the binder into it. It was her friend, Carrie Taylor a petite, pretty girl with bright blue eyes and straight blonde hair tied to one side in a short ponytail. Carrie had the locker next to Becca's. 
I, I didn't think you'd be here, Carrie said awkwardly, studying Becca intently. I mean, I heard. I had a virus or something, Becca said, frowning. Her math textbook slipped out and fell to the floor. I'm a little better today. Carrie blushed. I'm glad, she said. I mean, I'm not glad you were sick. I, I just heard you were really sick. Who said that? Becca snapped, bending to retrieve the math text. Her head throbbed painfully again as she reached down for it. Carrie shrugged. Some kid said you'd had a breakdown, she said, lowering her voice to a whisper. Becca shook her head. No, I'm okay, really. A stupid rumor, I guess, Carrie said, obviously embarrassed. Who knows how these things get started? I know, Becca muttered bitterly. She zipped up her backpack. The first bell rang. Locker doors slammed all down the long hallway. Combination locks clicked. Kids made their way, talking and laughing to their homerooms. Becca snatched her lock and began walking down the hall with Carrie. Honey is a total liar, Becca realized, feeling her anger grow. Honey did tell everyone it had a breakdown. She saw a cluster of kids waiting for the library to open. Their faces filled with surprise when they saw Becca pass by. They must have heard the rumor, too. What are you doing this vacation? Becca asked Carrie, trying to force her mind off Honey. Oh, Reva Dalby invited me to go skiing with her and her dad, Carrie answered, smiling. They go skiing every Christmas, just about. I can't wait. I've never been to Aspen. It should be really awesome at Christmas time. They stopped outside Carrie's homeroom. What are you doing? Carrie asked. Not much, Becca said. We always stay around home. We have a million relatives to visit. And you know Trish is having a big party Saturday. The second bell rang. Yeah, I'm sorry I have to miss it. Bye. Have a good one, Carrie cried, ducking into the classroom. And then she added, I'm glad you're okay. Becca dashed across the hall to her homeroom, tossed her backpack to the floor, and slid into her seat. Is it just my imagination, she wondered, or is everyone staring at me? Did Honey tell everyone in the room that I had a breakdown? She turned to look at Honey in the seat beside her. It was still a shock, a horrible shock, to see Honey's short auburn hair, an exact copy of Becca's haircut. She's wearing my silky blue top, Becca realized angrily, and she has my parrot pin on the collar. Honey had a book open in her lap. She closed it and smiled at Becca. How are you feeling, Becca? You look so pale. Not so great, Becca muttered, frowning. I told you before we left your house you should have stayed home, Honey scolded. I would have brought you all your homework. I would have taken care of everything for you, everything. What am I going to do about her, Becca asked herself miserably. The question had become an obsession, an endless refrain. What am I going to do? What am I going to do, Trish? Becca asked. It came out sounding more like a plea than a question. Trish shivered and zipped her wool parka up to the collar. She stuffed her hands into her coat pockets and picked up her pace to keep up with Becca, her boots sinking into the soft ground. It was lunch period, but Becca didn't have any appetite. After much pleading, she persuaded a reluctant Trish to go for a walk behind the school. It was a cold, gray day, heavy clouds hovering low. The air was wet. It smelled as if it might start to snow any minute. You shouldn't be walking around outside. You're sick, Trish scolded her. I had to get out, Becca told her. I just couldn't bear the idea of sitting in the lunchroom, trying to choke down a sandwich with Honey staring across the table at me. They followed the walkway that led behind the stadium. The football field was silent and empty. One of the goalposts had been knocked over in a strong wind a few weeks before. Honey is ruining my life, Becca moaned. What am I going to do? Why don't we murder her, Trish suggested. Chapter 15 Becca stopped and gaped at Trish. 
Trish laughed. Oh, Trish, Becca cried, shaking her head. Honey has me so messed up I actually believed you. I thought you were serious. No, it was a joke, Trish said, pulling her green wool cap down lower over her head, pushing her red curls inside it. You really are in bad shape, Becca. They had circled the stadium. Behind them stretched Shadyside Park, wintry and bare, dark, leafless trees shivering in the wind. They turned away from the park, and, with the wind at their backs, began to make their way slowly toward the student parking lot. I can't believe I let you talk me out of lunch. I'm starving, Trish complained. You're not being very helpful, Becca said. I mean, about honey. And I'm freezing, Trish continued, ignoring Becca. This cold air is making my braces freeze up. Trish stopped first, her mouth dropping open in surprise. She raised an arm to halt Becca. Becca followed her friend's gaze to the parking lot. There was honey. She was walking slowly between the two rows of cars, walking with a boy. He had his arm around her shoulders. They stopped and kissed. I don't believe it, Becca whispered, moving behind Trish as if to hide. They stared in silence as Honey leaned her back against the car, and she and the boy kissed some more. Who's she with? Becca whispered. I can't see his face, Trish replied. We're too far away. Staying close to the metal chain-link fence that lined the football field, they made their way closer to the parking lot. Oh, wow, it's Eric, Trish declared. Eric who? Becca demanded. My Eric? Yeah, Trish nodded. Becca grabs the metal wires of the fence and squeezed till her hands hurt. Well, you broke up with him, Trish said. I guess she has a right. Trish, look at her, Becca cried heatedly. Her haircut is like mine. She's wearing a down jacket just like mine. She's wearing my blue top that she took home and never returned. And my parrot pin, the enamel pin that Bill gave me. And she's standing there in the parking lot, kissing my old boyfriend. Becca? That's sick. It's just sick. Becca, you're screaming. Calm down, okay? Just chill. Trish grabbed Becca's shoulder and stared at her, concerned. Becca hadn't even realized she was screaming. She took a deep breath and held it. She let go of the fence and shoved her frozen hands into her jacket pockets. I knew we should have stayed inside, Trish said, frowning. What am I going to do? Becca asked once again, forcing her voice to stay low and steady. She returned her eyes to the parking lot. Honey and Eric were walking arm in arm along the walk toward Becca and Trish. You're just going to have to be honest with her, Trish said, fiddling with her wool cap. Honest? What do you mean? Becca demanded. You're going to have to tell her you don't want to be friends with her. Two large blackbirds swooped low overhead, cawing loudly on their way to the park. I wish I could fly away with them, Becca thought miserably, watching Eric and Honey approach. But if I tell Honey that, I don't know what she'll do, Becca said. She's so emotional. She's crazy. She's really crazy. I mean, I even think she caused Lila's accident. Trish raised her eyes to Becca's, her expression troubled. Don't you totally freak over this, Becca, she warned quietly. Don't get totally paranoid. Honey may be a terrible pest, and a copycat, but if you start making crazy accusations... She didn't finish her thought. You don't know her as well as I do, Becca argued. Glancing up ahead, she saw that Eric had suddenly turned around and was hurrying back to the school building. Honey was approaching quickly, jogging toward them, waving. Eric must be embarrassed or something, Becca thought. Hi, Becca, Honey called. She stopped in front of Becca, breathing hard, her breath steaming up from her mouth, a big smile on her face. Hi, Becca muttered, with an obvious lack of enthusiasm. What are you doing out here? Honey asked. Just talking with Trish. Oh, Honey seemed to notice Trish for the first time. Hi, Trish nodded. Can I join you? Honey asked Becca. Becca shook her head. Not now, Honey. I really want to have a private talk with Trish. 
Private? Yeah, Becca replied coldly. Honey's mouth dropped open, her gray eyes narrowed. What's going on, Becca? she demanded, sounding hurt. There's nothing you can't share with your best friend. That's why I'm talking to Trish, Becca said pointedly. There, Becca thought. That should be clear enough. Now maybe Honey will take the hint. Honey's expression became a blank. It revealed no emotion, but her face turned bright red. She shoved her large hands into the pockets of her down jacket and turned away quickly. Talk to you later, she called behind her, and began jogging to the school. That was subtle, Trish said dryly. She chuckled. I think Honey got the point. Becca didn't smile. She suddenly found herself overcome with regret, with fear. I shouldn't have been so blunt, she said, her voice a whisper. Yes, you should, Trish insisted. You've been patient for so long. It was the only way. You'd better be careful, Trish, Becca said, biting her thumb. Huh? What do you mean? You'd better be careful. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds paranoid. But I really think Honey could be dangerous. If she's jealous of you, if she starts to resent you, she might try to do something. Trish laughed and shook her head. Chill out, Becca, she scolded. I mean, really, what can she do? Chapter 16 Take care of yourself, Trish said as they stepped into the warmth of the building. You can't miss my Christmas party Saturday. I'll be okay, Becca said shivering. Talk to you later, Trish. Thanks for walking with me. Becca waved to her friend, then turned and headed down the crowded corridor to her locker. She still felt achy and sick. I probably shouldn't have stayed out in the cold like that, she thought. She waved to some kids, then turned the corner and kept walking. Glancing at a wall clock, she saw that there were still ten minutes left in the lunch period. Good, she thought. It'll give me time to go to the girls' room and get myself together. After stepping around a group of guys who were huddled together, laughing about something, slapping one another high fives, she stopped in front of her locker. Oh! To her surprise, the locker door was open a crack. I know I locked it, she told herself. She pulled open the door and gasped. Becca, what's the matter? Becca turned to see Carrie Taylor beside her, starting to open her locker. Look, Becca said, pointing. Oh, wow, Carrie exclaimed, moving over to peer into Becca's locker. Someone trashed everything. Everything, Becca uttered weakly. Her textbooks, usually neatly stacked on the top shelf, had been tossed to the locker floor. Her binders had been torn apart, pages pulled out. The wool scarf she kept in the locker had been balled up under a jumble of loose papers. The note cards for her research project were scattered over everything. How gross, Carrie exclaimed. Who would do this? She put a hand on Becca's trembling shoulder. You've got to report this. Yeah, I know, Becca replied. A wave of nausea swept over her. She forced herself to look away from the mess. Who would do this? Carrie repeated. Several other kids had hurried over to see what the commotion was. I know who did it, Becca thought bitterly. I don't have to guess. Honey did it. Of all the stupid babyish things. Just because I hurt her feelings, she had to pay me back instantly by messing up all my stuff. Ah! Becca uttered an exasperated cry and lurched away from the noisy crowd that had gathered in front of her locker. Becca, where are you going? Carrie called after her. To the girls' room, Becca shouted. She pushed her way through a group of cheerleaders, in their uniforms for some reason, and hurried down the noisy hall, voices echoing in her ears, into the girls' room at the end of the corridor, breathing hard. Gray light flooded in through the frosted glass of the tall window. Honey stood at the sink, still in her down jacket. Oh! Becca cried out. Honey turned to her, also surprised. Hi! She turned off the water faucets and pulled a paper towel from the dispenser beside the mirror. Honey, Becky screamed. She felt herself going out of control. She couldn't help it. 
She'd been holding back too long. How could you? Honey's eyes opened wide in bewilderment. She stopped drying her hands. Huh? How could you? What, Becca? How could I what? You know, you liar, Becca shrieked. Honey crumpled the paper towel in her hand and let it fall to the tile floor. Becca, you're screaming, she said, her bewildered expression turning into one of concern. Are you okay? No, honey, I'm not okay, Becca cried, taking angry steps toward Honey. I'm not okay, and you know I'm not okay. Honey, alarmed, took a step back toward the stalls. She raised her hands in a gesture of surrender. How could you, Becca screamed, straining her throat. Her hands were balled into tight fists at her side. Her temples throbbed. The white light from the window shimmered in front of her. Honey sighed. She stood tensely, returning Becca's stare. Really, Becca, you'll have to calm down. I don't know what you're talking about. I really don't. Liar, Becca said accusingly. I'm talking about my locker, of course. What about your locker? Honey asked, innocent as innocent could be. Becca took a breath, started to reply, found herself speechless, too angry to make a sound. Why are you picking on me today? Honey demanded, tears forming in the corners of her gray eyes. Her chin trembled. Tell me, Becca, what have I done? Becca leaned against the sink, squeezing her hands on the cool porcelain, trying to force herself back in control. You were so mean to me outside by the football field, Honey exclaimed, two large tears running down her scarlet cheeks. And now you come barging in here screaming at me for no reason? Honey uttered a loud sob. Why, Becca, why are you picking on me? Just stay away from my things, Becca managed to say through clenched teeth. Stay away. Oh, Honey wipes the tears off with her hands. I get it. You mean Eric? You saw me with Eric. No, Becca snapped. You're angry because I'm with Eric now, Honey interrupted. But that's not fair, Becca. You broke up with him. I don't mean Eric, Becca cried. She realized she was trembling all over. She took a deep breath and held it. Gripping the sink, she closed her eyes. But the trembling didn't stop. I don't mean Eric, she repeated. You gave him up. Now he's with me, Honey insisted. She turned to the mirror and examined herself, wiping another tear off her cheek. Is she checking out her hairdo? Becca thought bitterly. My hairdo? Is she getting tear stains on her blue blouse? My blue blouse? I'm telling you, honey, it isn't Eric. It's everything else, Becca said. Now what are you talking about? Honey asked, bewildered. Everything else, Becca repeated. I want you to stay away from my house. Stay away from my room. Stay away from my friends. Honey cringed, a wounded expression twisting her features. You, you can't talk to me that way, Becca. You can't. Her expression quickly became angry, her gray eyes burning into Becca's. I'm your best friend, your best friend. With a desperate cry, Honey reached into her jacket pocket. After a brief struggle, she pulled out a silver pistol. Honey, no, put that down, Becca shrieked. Her face twisted in anger. Honey raised the pistol, aimed it at Becca's chest, and pulled the trigger.